Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, and I am here at Out of Office, a ridiculously awesome co-working space. You've heard me talk from here before. I come here often. It's in Hudson, Massachusetts. Love working here. Love talking to others here. And one of those others is Michelle Mercier. Michelle, I met here, I don't know, months ago. We've chatted. We have not worked together. We've seen each other in passing. But today, I'm going to get to know Michelle Mercier much better as will you. Folks, let me introduce you to Michelle Mercia. She is CEO and founder of Create Honesty, a lifestyle company that has programs and products, and she's an international best-selling author. She's a life coach, and, and she's going to tell you much, much better than I can what she does. Michelle, welcome. Thank you for being here. Tell my listeners, our listeners, all about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you, Bob, for having me. I'm so excited that we're sitting here in one room and actually able to talk to each other because we have been kind of like ships passing in out of office, which, again, just to give a shout-out to the space before I jump in, I second everything Bob said. This place is awesome. Um, And I met so many great people like Bob. So um, just kind of going back to my background, like you said, I run a company called Create Honesty, Inc., And that name came from exactly what it sounds like. I wanted to keep myself honest, and I want to make sure that other people as well can live the life that they want and not be stuck in the shoulds of the world, as I like to say, that you should look a certain way, should act a certain way, should run your business a certain way. You know, so I came out of corporate America. I'm a true kind of corporate refugee, as you would say. Um, But my background, you know, is pretty eclectic um, when you look at where I came from and how I got here to today. Very interesting, and and we've talked uh, before. We started turned the microphone on, if you will, and and a lot of what you're doing, it it's similar to in a way to what I do, or, or at least your approach to business. Yeah. And, and part of me is envious, Michelle, meaning <laughs> I love the idea that you are working in such a transparent fashion, meaning don't get stuck in the shoulds of the yeah. world, if you will. Yeah, we call it don't should all over yourself. Literally. I love that. Do you have a T-shirt Stop that should. says that? I should. I should. <laughs> you should. No, but you shouldn't say should. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will have a T-shirt. You'll hold me accountable on that too, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it's such a. It's it's the way we should. <laughs> this, now I'm going to get to myself. Know, exactly. Live in this day and age. I mean, you only get one shot, and and yeah. why put put live according to how others think you should live and and, and all of that. Right, right. And I mean, that that stemmed after spending, you know, my undergraduate was spent in theater and music. I was always a creative person. I, you know, had an agent. I always wanted to be a creator until I hit a certain age, like a lot of people do. And, you know, you need a mortgage. You want to have a family. You need a car. You need all of these things that you should have. Um, So I jumped into corporate America, and I had very much the mentality of a lot of women of I will have it all and do it all and be it all um, until it was just too much, and I burned out, and I didn't recognize myself anymore. So hence where Create Honesty came from. I love the name of the company. I can totally relate, and I think we're we're similar, again, is I am on my own, and I think I 
live a lot like I think I practice a lot what you, you may preach because yeah. I try to live transparently and I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a corporate refugee in that it's possible I, I go back to corporate yeah. America <laughs> so don't want to burn any bridges no, to be too. honest but, anything but, can happen in, more, in the world as long as you want it to happen and I think corporate life is changing to be honest yes, with you so, but it I is. can relate and I agree that when you work nine to five in an office environment, it it can be stifling. And and I'm a creative person, you yeah. know that. I'm yeah. a copywriter, creative director, social media guy, right brain all the way. And yeah. there are so many rules and regulations. I mean, I said nine to five, just that alone. You yeah. Know, right. But be at the office by nine, or yeah. people will frown if I walk in. God forbid, five nine minutes five. late. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Why is business like that? Versus how we are in our personal lives. Why do you have to change well, when I you think, go into an yeah. office? I mean, I think people like things in very neat boxes, right? You look at the school systems. You look at the government. You look at work. People like to classify things very black and white, right? Even when you hear the term work-life balance, work is a part of life. So yeah, that's a yeah. term that I actually balk at because I will always be out of balance if you ask me to balance those two things. It should just be life, right? Right, exactly. Or work-life integration, as I call it. Integrate the work in. So, you know, and I think that's where that old school punch-in, punch-out mentality came from because... You know, it's it's in the work bucket versus the life bucket, whereas nowadays, especially, you know, you see it all the time. Look where we are right now at a co-working space, you know, where we're having communal lunches and I'm looking at a yoga class setting up outside. But that's the way it that's should be. That's the way yeah. it should be. And work different hours. I, it's, yeah. it's 4 Depending 12. on where your creative genius lands. You I know, showed you know? up here at 3.30 in the yeah. afternoon, but I, I told you I work at home a lot yeah, and, and yeah, I did yeah. work at home and I worked as soon as I, I got up this morning. So I was at my computer, say, 7.30, quarter of 8. Yeah. Not, not trying to gloat that I work all these long hours, but I'm trying to say, I'm trying to do what you would just kind of say in integrating right. Right. And you life with work terms. or vice versa. You work them on your terms. Yeah. Too, which there is something kind of empowering about that. And there are, but I mean, there's different types of people, too. So having managed very large teams, you know that there's already always different types of people, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to come in contact with people who like that kind of... Some people do like the rigidity. Yes, they the, do. Yeah. They do, and that's... Yeah. That's fine. It works for them. Um, for myself, personally, especially I have two little kids, in order to run a business, I can't be boxed in 9 to 5. Yep. Because I, like you, I was up at 5 a.m. exercising, and then yep. I jumped on the minute I dropped kids off, and then I'll be back on later on if exactly. I have an appointment in between. Yes. Work-life integration. <laughs> I love that term. Yeah. You should trademark that, yeah. Michelle. Work-life Put that integration. Put yeah. I, yeah. I still like the, the, the what, what did I say should be on a T-shirt? Stop I, shitting on yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I love that one. Um, you remembered it. Noted. I didn't. So, so tell me a little bit more about Create Honesty so we can yeah. set the tone for this conversation. Provide yeah. us with context. Yeah. So, I mean, when I came out of corporate America, keep in mind, I was... I climbed the ladder. I was determined to, quote-unquote, have it all, right? And this is when I had small children. So I had no idea because I was told that it was possible, um, but I wasn't told about the burnout part of it. So, you know, I ran pretty large-scale teams, like PayPal Europe's email operations team. So from a technology perspective, operations you know, what I like to say, people, process, and technology, all kind of the intersection of that, Mm -hmm. was my sweet spot. But when I left that landscape, um, I didn't recognize myself at all because I went from this creative person to 
somebody else, cutthroat and competitive and different things like a that. A lot of people will say that is inevitable yes. and, and unavoidable. I, and because in other words, I I'm looking. So I've been on my own the last two years. I've been in business thirty five plus mm-hmm. years. I a- absolutely look back and say, yeah. you know, wow, I was a different person. Survival is what but, it is. Yeah, that's the, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, though. we I mean, sometimes I, don't have a choice. No, and you don't. I was actually I was literally just having this conversation with somebody earlier um, because my company had gone through a lot of being bought and sold and bought and sold in our division. So you saw a lot of fear based decision making happening. You saw a lot of people vying for their jobs. Essentially, and you know you can't fault them for what they did, or what maybe probably even I did at that time, because you're talking about their family, their livelihood, things like that. So, but it does create a different environment to work in, one where you're always worried about what's happening next because it's out of your control. So, how does create honesty create change? Yeah. So <laughs> I like to. That's a good segue. I like to um, through kind of specifically the programs part of it. Let's take that. I like to provide an opportunity or a space or a place for people, specifically women, women, which was my demographic, um, to be able to speak honestly. You know, I do things like I host documentary screenings with talkbacks just to make people think outside of the box, or you know, and give them a place where they can question things. Um, or I do pop-up events where, you know, I do self-love stations of retail spaces because a woman's dressing room, people come out and they're usually not oh. happy. So, and for me, from a marketing perspective, that comes in really yeah. handy because it shows other people that so, you can be transparent too. So this sounds to me therapeutic to your, your clients. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and it cathartic. Yeah, and for me too, I think going back to it, um, it helped me kind of rebuild myself too because it gave it mirrored back. So every time that I tell a story or a video, or even when I first started and I was blogging, I had people coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, I had a really good friend who I thought I knew, who I didn't really know. You know, I came out and said, I'm unhappy with my life. I'm changing my life. I'm starting a company. And I would get these long, novel emails from people who I knew on the surface about what was going on in their life that I would never have known about. So especially I've seen it with women and also men, actually. Once People are just waiting for one person to talk. They're waiting for one person to admit stuff's hard or to call bullshit on something. Um, and then, you know, floodgates open. What if I am a client? I, I, yeah. If I'm a woman and I work. <laughs> going with it. Enjoy. I'll run with this. <laughs> I do coach men. I will coach. I'm not going to turn okay. down a man. Well, but we'll so take hypothetically, it. I'm, I'm in your <laughs> office, and but I'm not on my own like I am now and, yeah. and calling my own shots. Instead, I, I work 9 to 5 or mm-hmm. 9 to, or let's say 8 to 8, 12-hour yeah. days, and I have a ridiculously impossible to deal with boss. Yep. How would you help that person who has to every day go back and put up with the yeah, same so thing besides telling them to quit their job, if you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, I mean, and, and <laughs> let's be honest, that's not realistic for some people. You know, I think, again, we do live in a society and a lot of people love black and white answers. So they'd be like, oh, just quit your job. And, you know, well, what about my family? What about my 401k? You know, things like that. Um, we're very fortunate that we can do what we do, I feel like. We um, are. We're, we're absolutely blessed. You know, so when somebody comes to me, I, I actually just finished up with a client like this that I had her for about two years. 
you know, we talk about what's in her control and what's not within her control. Your boss being a complete, I don't know, asshole, we'll use that word. You can <laughs> um, use that word. Is not, <laughs> what he does is not within your control. What you do and how you react to it is, you know, um, if you want to take on that energy, if you want to just beat yourself up about it, that's your fault almost. So mm -hmm. it's retraining your brain to mm -hmm. not let them take up as much real estate in your head. So um, what's the difference, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. between creative honesty and me going to see... A uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I get that question a lot. <laughs> or, or taking like, in anxiety medicine. Or, 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 you know, drinking yeah. a bottle of wine. Um, so therapists, I mean, this is just kind so of So I asked basic. a good question. No, no, you did, because I get it all the time. Um, this is what I want to hear. How it's the, a very common question with coaching yeah. and stuff. So essentially, when you look at a therapist and you go to a therapist, they talk a lot about from childhood and all the stuff that brought you to that point, which is very valuable. You know, obviously, they're therapists. They have degrees in this stuff, which is amazing. Um, but the difference is that from a coaching perspective, I start, I meet you where you're at right now. And, you know, we're not going to not look backwards because you've got old habits, you've got old mindsets, you've got all that stuff there. But I'm not going to delve way back to your childhood and spend a time there. We're going to move forward because that's what you came to me for, essentially. And you can't prescribe anything. So. No. no. <laughs> I'm kidding, but of course <laughs> you can't. I wish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that, that's a so, – so you're going to cut right to the chase, deal yeah. with the reality, and yeah. not necessarily say quit your job, meaning you're going to help them cope, you're going to help yeah. them – Learn this individually. You're going to help them learn skills. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple coping different mechanisms. Yeah, a couple different approaches. So, I mean, essentially, I equate it to honestly strategic planning. If you were looking at a company, you would come into a company as a consultant, and you would look at that's a great what analogy. is the what is the vision that you want for your ideal state oh, of your that. life, right? That. Same as you would do in a company. Yep. Um, and then we look and say, okay, let's map that out. Okay, from there, there's your vision, and then what's your strategy to get there? And then also, are there any skill set gaps? Do you I've need been to working on my, my strategy for about uh, <laughs> 60 I mean. years. Every day. No. It's a work in progress. Yeah, and it, you it know? reinvents um, itself daily, yes. You know, and people are always asking me, like, well, are you an accountability partner? Are you this? Are you that? It depends on the person. I have people, thank goodness I have project management in my background, that I legit project manage. So you... <laughs> I don't know if I'm a candidate, and, and I don't know if I'll be knocking on your door tomorrow, yeah, but you have convinced me, meaning that I totally understand what you do now. After, yeah, I mean, after all these also, times we've just passed think, in the halls I think here. also <laughs> looking at what I like to call energy drainers and energy builders. You know, if you're walking through your life, especially as an entrepreneur or in a corporate setting, yes, like you just said, if you have a boss who is every time you come in contact with them, your energy gets zapped, right? You feel it, especially yep. if you're working with yep. somebody hostile all the time. Um, you know, or someone who's just a different personality than you, yep. um, especially if you're a manager, you know, who's draining your energy, who's building that energy back up, and how do you balance the two of them out? So if your workday is going to completely suck, what are you doing to counter counteract that when you walk out that door? You know, being more mindful well, of that part, yeah. too. I, I would go for a long run. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'll maybe have a beer. Or five. Yeah. <laughs> so I can relate again to yeah. everything. You know, the the right? the what you do, uh, how you approach things. Thanks. Um, <laughs> the fact that you're an author again yeah. is very impressive to me. Meaning, yeah. meaning the fact that you have your own business. Uh, number one. Number two, you're an author. Tell me about your book or books? Um, so I am, I'm a published author in a women's anthology book. So and essentially in that book, I told the story of Create Honesty because it was my original kind of 
coming, you know, coming to fruition story. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and I was in the book itself was called Courageous Hearts. And it was a lot of different women t- doing exactly that. That's excellent. You know, saying this is real Very life. Cool. Yep. <laughs> you know, and this is what came of it. So I was just hoping, you know, by telling that story, one person reads it, it cool, we're good. If you were to summarize that story, maybe you've already yeah. included some of what mm-hmm. the answer may be. How how would you, what are the uh, yeah. kernels, the, the nuggets that yeah, you, you so could share about that the, story? The story that, itself is called Smash It All and Build Anew. Because when I came out of corporate America, I looked around, and as I've said, I didn't really recognize a lot of it, and I just blew it up. You know, I am very, very educated on what a business plan looks like, a marketing plan, all of that stuff. But when I started my business, I didn't do any of that purposely. So when you say blew it up, blew it up in terms of how you're going to do things as a businesswoman. Right, and looking at my life, like we just described from the coaching perspective, You know, I had a choice when I was actually laid off because they outsourced our entire team. So I had a choice whether or not I could easily just step back right right back into a six-figure job or I could smash it all and build a new. I love that. That's another T-shirt, by the way. I know. Dude, write these down. (laughs) You're just building my product. Yeah, no, I'm very serious. um, Because I can see a big hammer and and rocks uh, shattering. Yeah, and I mean, in the the story, you'll hear, I mean, at the time, my, my... youngest son had a lot of medical complications we had literally just gotten him medically stable mm-hmm. you know i was i was doing pretty good until you know i lost my job um which wasn't a testament to my capabilities because they were outsourcing of the entire not. Of course team not. um so but it shattered my reality because i was so heavily invested in my job too invested, actually. So, in a way, this this transformation of Michelle Mercier wasn't planned. It was your reaction to yeah. a, a confluence, if that's the right word, of, of yeah. unfortunate, challenging yeah. events. I mean, I think many of us, when we're in kind of that quote unquote nine to five grind, dream of being able to jump ship and start our own business. I, I had one go around in the 90s myself, <laughs> seven years on my own. <laughs> yeah. This is my second in, yeah. in maybe, um, you know, I hope this lasts for a number of years, if yeah. not, you know, the rest of my career. Yeah. Um, um, but so, yeah. Like, like you say, I think everybody some at some point in their life dreams of being their own boss and, and, yeah. and calling the shots. I think, though, corporate America is changing a bit, meaning I still stay in touch with yeah, with yeah, it. I see, you know, I, I go into my clients' offices from time yes. to time, yes. have meetings, work there on site. I know a lot of people okay. doing the 9 to 5 things still. I think it's loosening up. Oh, I agree 100%. And by no means am I a hater of corporate America because I'm also a true believer that, like, no matter what experiences that you're going through, you're filling your tool belt. You know, like, so I learned ridiculous amounts of strategic planning and just so much knowledge from that part of my life that I would never have Well, I can tell because you, 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 when you're talking about strategic plans and vision and, you know, these are terms, you know, they're they're general, but they're they're from the corporate world. I mean, that's how, that's what I do for my clients and and this is what you're doing for your clients. You know, and being an entrepreneur, what what our skill sets are comes in really handy because you don't have to, you don't have to hire it out. (laughs) You are right. So, I mean, we I built hats. my website. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. You know, you, I don't need to talk about so, market strategy because I know it. <laughs> tell me, um, that's create honesty, but there's also at least one other yeah. in, in the book we touched on. <laughs> yeah. You, you also have Polka Dot Powerhouse. 
Love yeah. that name. Yeah. Another yeah, yeah. T-shirt or hat. No, no, it has its own stuff. So um. it should. Polka dot <laughs> powerhouse. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I mean, polka dot powerhouse is a women's connection company, is what it's what it's called. Hence, connecting the dots or polka dot powerhouse. Um, now and, I get that too. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm so I'm learning everything there is to know about Michelle Mercia, yeah, and you. so is um, anyone who's listening. That's awesome. Good. Um, and its founder, Shannon Crotty. Um, you know, she lives out west, and I'm going to paraphrase her story, is that basically she moved to a place and she didn't have any female friends, and she was starting a real estate business, and she was doing all this stuff and didn't have a support system behind it. So I believe, if I'm correct, that she started a magazine first, just geared towards women, and it blew up, and people said, we want to do this in person. And that was about six years ago, and now we are at well over 3,500 members worldwide. Jeez. And I run the um, one of the local chapters here in the state of Massachusetts. There's six chapters, um, two others in Rhode Island, one in New Hampshire, but ideally they're really what, popping up all over the world. What do you do at Polka So Dog it is, um, like I said, a women's connection group, which a lot of times, again, going back to that black and white, is it work or is it life? Is it social or is it networking? Um, it's a little bit of both. So my chapter in particular, I like to set the tone for 360-degree support for women. So you want to walk into the room and you, you need a marketing plan? What? Go ahead. You must be like, people <laughs> must gravitate towards you. Yeah. I mean, between Create Honesty and Polka Dot Power, well, I mean, for it's me, almost it was like a if no you got a problem, see Michelle. It was almost a no-brainer, <laughs> too, because I was a member in the Metro West chapter. And I don't mean a problem, but if you want advice, no, if you want I mean, counsel, if you want to strengthen. Well, thank you. I seriously. No, I'm, you are like. <laughs> thank you. Um, comes in handy when Maybe you I will it. be knocking on your door tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> um, but I mean, Polka Dot Powerhouse, it's a sisterhood, essentially. And their two core values, which I absolutely love, are abundance mentality. So there's no competition. There's no, you know, there's only a single seat of somebody. It's reached truly, yep. and yep. they actually do walk the walk, talk the talk of we all go up together. Um, and then no drama, which mm. literally in the managing director's handbook, it tells you how to diffuse the drama. How ironic. No drama and you have a theatrical background. <laughs> Right. I think I think a friend that once told You're me about like a different kind Michelle of drama, is though. you know always has drama, but she's not drama. Right? Not dramatic. I'm a pretty, a pretty chill person. <laughs> no, and it's another really definition of drama we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly, yeah, the, exactly. The, the, the um, negative drama that, that, yeah, that yeah, does no come one, with no life, but but you guys uh, leave that at the door as you walk in and yeah, poking yeah. up house. I again until I met you, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Um, really impressive, and you, you get involved in all kinds of groups, basically, uh, generally I do. speaking, and, I do. and usually yeah. at the leadership level. So, yeah, I go back and forth. I mean, I think when I first started my business, I mean, you probably know this too. You first come out of the gates of the business, you hustle, right? And my first priority was to build the community first, and you know, bring the business after, because I think that is going to lend itself to organic growth, no matter what you do. I mean, you do it great on social media all the time. I'm, I'm um, and you're always active. talking to people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when I stepped in, you know, I was highly involved with the Metro West Network for Women in their beginning. Um, I was on the board for the Metro West Conference for Women. Like, I'm obviously a bit, big advocate for women in my company and what I do. Ironically, I have two sons, so I'm all also very conscious of yes. both sides. Yes. But you know um, what? You can, and I'm sure you are, raise them to see both perspectives yes. maybe a little bit unlike when I grew up back you know my parents did a fantastic yeah. job of, of raising us children yeah. but back in those days it's a different mentality. I mean my sister will tell you I don't think she 
girls could play sports that that me no, and my brother no. did play. So it's, it's, what I'm saying yeah. is it was a different time. Today's times are different, and you are a mom, a parent who. Your kids yeah. are going to benefit so much. I hope They're so. They're going to be well-rounded. So. And you know, I have the best husband in the world. I men. have to say too, um, because we go we go at this thing, life, whether it's a career, whether whatever it is, with having open conversations. So when you must I was be awesome parents, you know, there's good days and bad days. <laughs> it's parenting. <laughs> right. Ups that's and no. Downs, yeah. But I not, mean, yeah. when I was on a plane to Europe for PayPal, you know, he was here. And I would have people with a gender stereotype automatically calling mom with a sick kid. And I'd be like, I am in London. I'm going to need yep. you to call my husband. Yep. And, you know, he's perfectly capable. He's an awesome human being. Yep. You know, so we kind of... Well, again, stereotypes in times uh, yeah. are changing gradually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in the future, they're, they're going to have changed dr- I hope drastically. So. I hope so. I mean, I've... Uh, with Create Honesty, I've also done some serious projects. Like I did a 24 Hours of Me Too project where I had women submit in. Um, oh, I probably got within within 24 hours, I got easily over 100 submissions because it was anonymous. Locally? Yes. And what, do you, what did they submit? Written or? Um, yes. So they submitted what, it via online. It was every, every everything you could imagine and more awfulness. <laughs> what um, did you do with the submissions? What was so the... So the point of it was to do 24 hours of Me Too on social media. So at the time, I think I was just on Facebook. Um, so Every was it every hour I got on and did a different video reading a different story, and then on the half hour. So they gave you permission, yeah, anonymously yeah. to tell so, their stories. Um, when was this? I missed. I would have. I think it was. It was when was, Me Too blew up. Was so it, it was only like open? Year. Was it open to anybody to? Um. Yeah. Or, or was it a Facebook group that's private? No, or? it was open to everybody. Wow. It was on my public page, and then on the half hour, I dropped quotes. You so have you done amazing things. Um, the Me Too moment is is. So necessary, and yeah, I wish it was changing things even quicker. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it has created change, but we obviously no, have I mean, not the, come the stories along. I, and my husband read quickly some of them enough too, and it was it was educational. I mean, and some one woman I'll never forget was saying like, "I have never said this to anyone, and I'm sixty something years old." And, but yeah, you know, because of the anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah, that's a tough word. I'm not even gonna try it. You said. It. <laughs> you know, it works. But I mean, and that's also the power of social media. Yes. You hey. Know, like all of those women got their stories heard. I so was just a plug for social media, uh, but yeah. I don't want to sh- short shift that no, subject. A, a deeply personal uh, subject, very very serious subject and topic. And yeah. I applaud you. Thank you. It's hard. Going forward, and I'm I'm not shitting yeah. you. I oh. want to help you <laughs> if I can. Thank you. If you'll allow um, me to, yeah, uh, no, awesome. if you do something like that again, because I believe yeah. strongly in the Me Too movement. Support it. Obviously, yeah. 110 percent. Um, my wife and I, you know, try to go into the marches on the common mm-hmm. for, you know, supporting all kinds of issues. That one yeah. is one that has to change, you know, uh, gender yeah. inequality and, and abuse. And I think um, it's, it's not just... We have um, to correct things in this world. It's not just men have to act better. It's, it's on all sides. You know, so there's a great documentary. The name is escaping me right now. The Mask We Live In, if anyone has a chance to watch The Mask that. We Live In. The Mask We or The Mask You Live In. Okay. Like it's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. 
You know, I went to that woman's march in yeah, Boston like a year or two ago. Good. Year and a half. It was insane. I mean, how many people were there? And it wasn't yeah. just women. It was men, women, children. Well, and that's and the it thing. was empowering. I felt conversation. I felt like this. We yeah. were all together. As you should. Entwined. Um, and that documentary in particular documents men. You know, so it talks okay. about at the point and the age in which boys are told, don't cry. Yeah. Be strong. You know, and where boys only end up with two emotions, which is anger or happy. You know, and it and it goes all through that, yeah. and you can see where that part of it well, comes how, from. Too. How uh, ironic that I remember. Yeah, um, the march. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. and I was going to say something personal, and I'll, I'll say it. You know, when I was young, I I remember being um, brought to a therapist and being told I was an angry kid. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> but that was the sign of the times. I mean, what what, what young do? back in the seventies? <laughs> uh, you and know, what kid was it? What we about young boy wasn't angry? <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like, and it's not scapegoating because when you're when you're dealing with a conversation like rape, that's about power. That's not about sex. That's you know. There's different things behind it, that. It's multi-pronged. Um, exactly. There's so, so many um, elements and factors, and 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 and. But I'm I'm glad you brought it up. I'm yeah. really glad you brought <laughs> it up. And in that turn. that's all right. <laughs> and in that turn, you mentioned, and you know, I'm going to seize on yeah. is social yeah. media. So, oh, yeah. um, this is a marketing show, and and mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. last few minutes, are hey, we have no time on it. This is a podcast. Um, you know yeah. how much of a proponent I am of social media. Of I've been in marketing forever. People know that I was doing marketing before the internet. Yikes, scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm that old. Um, <laughs> Print marketing. I, I started. <laughs> Direct marketing. Yeah, I, I know. I did have an electric typewriter in my first That's job. Amazing. Not 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 a With non-electric typewriter, awesome. so I'm not that old. <laughs> um, and and we did have telephones, but we didn't have. Uh, cell phones. Um, did you have a beeper, Bob? Because that would—I that never had. I oh, wasn't I that cool. That was, that was a good I don't time. think I had a pager. I, I think never, mine was like neon green back in the day. It was, it was good I, time. See, I was a creative guy, though. I think all the business side yeah, of yeah. things, you know. Yeah, you didn't get the. Yeah, I wasn't that. an executive level type yeah. person who yeah, yeah. who was that important. <laughs> I just, I just, I was back in the kitchen writing copy and working with the designers. Yeah. But social media came along. 2004, yeah. I started my blog. I'm yeah. huge on social media. Good. People know uh, I may be old, but um, I'm uh, as active, I think, yeah. more so. More so than, than a lot of the people yes, who thank are quote-unquote younger. Thank, thank you. Yes, I work with it. the quote-unquote younger people. On, <laughs> and I love them. And, yeah. and I, I work well Learn with them. We, them. We, you know, I think, what is it called? Intergenerational or yeah. you know, cross-generational teams is what as it's it all about. Yeah. But what uh, I'm trying to get to, you know, I am embracing and have, ever since social media came along, uh, modern day communications, and I love social media, and, and this isn't about me, though. Tell me about your use of social media. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, I'm obviously a big proponent of marketing, too, except the world I came out of. Yes. I've seen the impact of it. I've seen how well it works. Um, I think as a business owner and as a mom of two young children, I think using social media responsibly is a good idea, you know, because it it will stay around for the rest of your life, right? But from a business perspective, you know, blogging, social media, being on Facebook, being on Instagram, you know, whatever you can do well and do consistently is my two cents. I have a lot of clients who will come to me and freak out because they do not have the bandwidth or the time to be on every single platform and someone in some thing marketing seminar told them get on every single platform and do every I wouldn't single say thing. That. I mean, me, like, 
<laughs> Those are my competitors saying that. I, I would never say that. But, I mean, and that's why I yeah. have to literally talk them off the ledge. Yes, and it can also stress yeah. I could see that it driving them to your doorstep because oh, yeah. if if it's too much pressure. It's trying to be all things yeah. to all people, both yeah. in real life and online, and that's impossible. And it's not targeted marketing because you no. go where your people are, yes. and that's where I go. You yes. know what I mean? I'll do inst- I have an Instagram account. I'm not going to be on Twitter. I have a Twitter account. I don't yep. use it because that's not where I'm engaging with my yep. audience. I'm yep. engaging with my audience via visuals or Insta stories or videos on Facebook. Yep. Yep. Um, so, folks, what Michelle's saying, and I totally agree with you, be where your audience is. Don't, you don't have to use all the channels. You don't have to use any of them, frankly, if your customers aren't right. there. Yeah. I strongly advocate for trying some of them, yes. seeing yeah. if you get interaction, engagement, traction, right. and, and focusing there. So in an example, well, in my case, I'm on all the channels, and, yeah. and I have different pockets, if and you will, of my you. constituency yeah. in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter who you are, know where your audience is, yes. use those channels, and but be reasonable about the time you can yeah. put into them. And if you don't mm-hmm. have the time, you, you just talk to someone like me. Well, right, exactly. You outsource that shit. So, I mean, and it's also, I think you brought up a good point, too. Um, actually communicating with people is a good thing, too. It's, I also, well, I, I, I always say, so yeah. it, it's the next best thing to in person. In person right. is the best, the best. form absolutely. of communication. Thank you for saying that. No, 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 absolutely. But that's I, yeah. why on social media, I use a ton of video and video is taking off big time on social media because yes, that it is, is as close you, yeah. you can get to being there in real life. Podcasts are pretty close, too. They yeah. hear our Agreed. voice. We are doing this. We're it, doing it live. It, yeah, it's Absolutely. live. It's, on, yeah. It, it's actually live it's to like tape theater. or whatever. It's I mean, like we are theater. not going to edit this, folks. So so yeah. you were hearing, you know, everything, meaning, you know, I have a sore throat now. I'm going to have to clear my throat in a minute. <laughs> I forget to bring water into here. Yeah, I, I drank mine. So, so I, that's we're, real. We're that's straight. transparent. Yeah. I and, mean, and, and it's also, do you have clients that come to you and they want, like, they want the magic bullet? That is what I get a lot. Like, yeah, well, oh, tell me exactly what I should do. Step one, step two, step three. And it's not no, that no. easy. You have to test and tweak people. The best clients <laughs> let, will, will hire an agency or a consultant yes. or in terms of if they're doing it themselves, yeah. they will integrate their approach to marketing, mm-hmm. try a lot of different things, see what works best, see what you can afford exactly. budget-wise, time-wise, yeah. and also be prepared to change course quickly because the yes. times are changing faster yeah. than ever. So right. so I'm saying video on LinkedIn is working great, but frankly it was working a little better six months ago, and in a year changed. or two it may not be working at all because yeah. it's getting saturated. Yes. And maybe then they'll shift. You mentioned Instagram stories. Maybe they'll shift over mm-hmm. to Instagram stories, or, or maybe it'll be Facebook. Or, or frankly, you know, God knows, social media might go is my, away. Is MySpace uh, coming back? <laughs> yeah, maybe MySpace will come back. Or maybe yeah. it'll be all in person or direct mail. Or, yeah, I know. mean, and that's the thing is I think people want kind of that solution. I hear from clients a lot, like, there's a, there's a whole buzz around, like, creating a pipeline and, you know, driving all that stuff, which is great. But you can't just set it and forget it completely. Totally And I agree. think people are looking for that approach. Um, but that's like, you know, find the golden ticket. That's not, it's not a thing. It's, or unicorn. We'll call it a unicorn. I, Mythical. So I've worked, you know, we talked about corporate America, and we, yeah. we absolutely made a point of saying we're not, we're not denigrating corporate yeah. America by no means. Yeah. And, and same goes for when I talk about agencies. I've worked at agencies yeah, my whole too. life and, and my whole career. 
and you know agencies will get you on a a retainer and and they will try to set up a program yeah. that works and it's it's mm -hmm. relatively automated what i love about being on my own is the kind of business i'm getting is 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 is, is clients that may have already worked with an agency or thinking about mm -hmm. working with an agency but they'd rather have a more custom approach to their marketing and right. and be able to right. tweak it as you go and be able to talk to the people who are doing the work. And yeah. this case would be me and, and the few people yeah. I might no, subcontract to. I, I agree with to. what you're saying. Is like, and it depends on the business. I mean, obviously. And I used to work with enterprise-level enterprise clients. We're talking like NFL, Bed Bath & Beyond. They're machines, yes. essentially. And so they, they need an the, agency. They, they need Right, and they have the big, budgets for an agency, They have too. the budget. Right, so I mean, if you have the the budget for an agency, then you can have a dedicated team that you can talk to on the regular to be tweaking your marketing. But I fly, think, but and I'll I'll go on the record as saying this: I think corporate America in general is too big mm -hmm. to follow and them. react yep. and act on Absolutely. how quickly things are changing. Because if yep. I I've done about seventy episodes of this podcast in in a year, year and a half, I wouldn't have this podcast. If I was working in an agency, and no. the agency probably wouldn't have done seventy plus episodes if it said I could have a podcast because Nobody signed because off right exactly <laughs> layers of approval. I'm just thinking of like Do from we, a project. Are we using the right microphone? Exactly. Are you taking up too much billable time? Yeah, I mean, it's Do you have the right voice? Like, you sure you want Michelle as a guest? Yeah, like <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, no. But you're completely but, spot yeah, on. This That's is, the thing. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I do love about is my brain has always worked very quickly. You know, like I see something, I identify, and that's come in very handy from the strategic planning standpoint yeah. or from the operational excellence standpoint of looking at the landscape and saying, okay, how do we, you know, make this as efficient as possible so that we can succeed but also, like, perform at our highest level? And when you're part of a very large company and you sit and you see those things, it's like they're right at your fingertips, but you can't move the you, whole ship quick enough. I think ideally, it. and I've always said this, and, and, and again, I have no problem declaring this, yeah. that you know, companies should hire people they trust, people who are good at what they do, and let them let do them their go. thing and listen to them. Yeah, because yeah. usually they know more than the people who hired them do because yeah. you're hiring people who are in the trenches who who, who roll up the sleeves, mm -hmm. you know, live and breathe their yeah. areas of, of, of expertise. Yeah. Let them do their damn thing and you'll yeah. be more successful. I mean, and that's kind of the hallmark, in my opinion, of a good leader. You shouldn't have to be in the weeds all the time. You should hire good people, get out of their way. Yes. You know, and I mean, obviously, the logistics of that, it takes time to build the trust. It takes of time course. to build a relationship with your team. Um, but I've always kind of taken the approach with leadership and leading my teams as if, like, if I don't have to be there and shit's running smoothly, that's a win. If it ain't broke, exactly. don't fix it. Exactly. Like, that's, I am not, it is not my job to be a SME, subject matter expert in all the stuff. It's my job as a leader to know a little about a lot and enough to help my employees where they need it. But beyond that, that's their job. They're the subject matter experts. That's kind of been my approach. Awesome, Michelle. Let me let me ask a few more yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe quick questions. Maybe not. Maybe we'll Who go knows? down some rabbit hole. <laughs> Who knows? Um, tell me uh, what you're listening to, reading, watching, anything externally uh, yeah. where you are taking in 
something stuff. knowledge yeah. entertainment um, information so it's funny so I'm one of those type of people I read like multiple books at once like I always have like different things going so like right now I'm reading um, Educated by Tara Weaver that's kind of like a but a girl who came out of literally came out of a survivalist family, which I think is an amazing book. Oh, wow. But then you know I'm turning around and reading. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but I belong to an entrepreneur's subscription box thing that comes yep. every month. And, and yep. in the box, there's a different business book by a different person, and I'm yep. reading those every single month. Yep. As well as you know podcasts. I'm a big fan of like Sean Croxton's quote of the day. Ed Milet, you know, just all different people. Bob or, Cargill's marketing show. Yes, as of, of course. As of this podcast, yeah. you will listen to um, every other one. But even, you know, starting like with this one? NPR's <laughs> one where they're, yeah. what is the one that's, that's about um, the founders of organizations, how they made it, how yep. they make this. Um, so you listen to podcasts, and, and podcasts are very hot. And I, I yeah. am telling clients, yeah. I think, you know, dabble. Try a podcast. I mean, they're easy yeah. to start. I use Podbean. I use, mm-hmm. you know, have an external mic, and and, yeah. and but I, I can do it right off of my phone, and it's as simple as can be, and yeah. you learn a lot about your ability to converse, and and you get to know people. Yeah. So these are internal benefits, if you will. External, mm-hmm. you're building content that you can use to to build yeah. dot leadership and a stronger presence online. Right, and you can slice it and dice it and use it in different places strategically. Yeah. I told you we'd right? go down a rabbit hole. There yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm mean, talking about podcasts in, in detail. Just from the <laughs> educational perspective, every day I try, you know, I try is really the key term. I start my day with, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the Miracle Morning. Have you ever heard no, that? No, but it's, I it's like a book. that. Go Google it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not come up with it. I wish I had. Um, but every morning it's called Sabers and they stand for something. It's okay. Really, Stands for, let me see if I get it right, silence, affirmation, visioning, or, you know, envisioning, um, exercise, reading, and scribing, or, you know, journaling or writing. So that's kind of, and you'll see a lot of professionals doing that because it sets your tone for the day. So I make sure there's an educational piece to my morning, Mm -hmm. whether it's a podcast or whether it's a marketing book, whether it's a leadership book. you know, and then, you know, I'm exercising, I'm walking, I'm doing whatever I need to do there. I'm setting my intention for the day. I'm doing my affirmations to get the right mindset on. Um, you know, so when I try to what I call bookend my day, right? So if I'm doing that in the morning, there's something happening before my head hits the pillow to go to mm-hmm. sleep too. That's comparable, mm-hmm. which is usually I tend to do business reading in the morning and pleasure reading. At I night. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Wind, yeah. wind the day down. Yeah. And maybe every once in a while you, you're a guest on a podcast show like today. <laughs> every once in a while, man, and I like it. It's Tell me if you had, this is a real different question. I didn't yeah. prepare you for this at it's all, but all it's good. easy. If you had a superpower, oh. you could tell me what your superpower is or what would Ooh. you like it to be? Or both? Um, yeah, maybe I'll do a little bit of both. So I think, you know, my superpower is to deal in the micro and the macro. So what I mean by that is that I, like I said earlier, I can look at a scenario and see the big picture of it, but I can also see the details and I see them at the same time. Mm. (laughs) So that makes me, I think, pretty cool Um, from the perspective, especially like from running a business Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, Well, high level in in the weeds if you need to be both. If I need to be both, I can. Yep. and especially if you're an entrepreneur, I believe that because from hearing you, you, you have that corporate enterprise level experience where you do have to be high level. But yeah. if you're running your own business, if you're a parent, you're in the weeds. you yeah. are in the weeds. Yeah, I mean, and that's so if you put it of, together, 
Yeah, and there's pride in that too. Like, you know, there was a lot of pride for me when I launched my website for my company at first because I made a lot of mistakes. Um, and I was missing my developer team. But at the same time, like, there was pride in that building of it, yep. too. Yep, um, of course. And it allows me to see people as multifaceted, too, because, again, they're not black and white. People are messy, and there's a lot of things to them. And from a marketing strategy point of view, you need to understand that, too. What advice would you have for people if, and this is very uh, tough question because I'm, I'm going to ask you in general, if, if someone's in a job that they they don't like but they don't have a choice, what, how would you how would yeah. you advise them? Because a lot of people don't have a choice. I mean, right, I imagine this is probably a stat out there somewhere that yeah. the majority of people would rather not be doing what they're doing. That's my guess, even though yeah. everybody says they love their job. What advice would you right. have for them? So someone once told me, I think it was a manager when I was in corporate, is number one, if you are going to run or leave, you need to make sure you're running towards something and not away from something. Meaning I've seen a lot of people jump ship because they couldn't stand where they were, but they jumped to some place that might have been worse just to jump, just mm -hmm. to get out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one piece of advice, but on the kind of tolerating the day-to-day -day thing, you know, really look at in your day what is within your control and what is not. A lot of the times we spend a lot of the time, like, for example, when I was in corporate America and there's layoffs all the time. Obviously, that is a, an interesting environment to live in day-to-day, -day, right? Am I going to have a job? Am I not? Am I not? You know, but... And this is going to be completely oversimplified given that we're on a podcast. But the more that you can shift your mindset to, can I control whether or not I'm being laid off? No. What can I control? Mm -hmm. I can control getting out and finding another job. Mm -hmm. I can control, you know, smiling at my coworkers. I can control my reaction if I have a shithead for a boss. I can control what I do when I walk out the door. To do you decide to bring that that kind of toxic, crappy energy home to your family, or do you decide to leave it at the door? You know, and really, and that's one of the hardest things for me too. Is everyone always used to say, Michelle, why don't you just view your job as a paycheck? Take the paycheck, shut your mouth, go home, you know, and go on a vacation every once in a while. Um, it's easier said than done, right? Especially like I know for me. That is not an option. Mm -hmm. I do. I've never. I've always bucked against that. You have passion. You. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of been somebody who's, like I said in my past, like I've done everything from theater to running teams to like I like to be able. I'm an entrepreneur yes. at heart. Right? Yes. Um, but I would say, you know, I always go back to like what is within your control in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, your mindset is usually in your control. Yep. Um, and again, a lot of people listening to this could be like, yeah, well, easier said than done. And it is. It's hard as hell. But if you start your day in one way and you set the intention and you make a decision to say, I don't care, my shithead boss is not going to shake out my self-esteem. Or, you know, you take the action, you go find another job. But don't just sit there complacent in yep. it. You know what I mean? I do. I yeah. do. So we're going to say goodbye. And, yeah, and, sure. and <laughs> in saying goodbye, before we say goodbye, yeah. I want people to know how they can reach you, Michelle, if they yeah, sure. care to talk to you further. Yeah. Continue so, this conversation with Michelle directly. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy, guys. It's um, on Facebook and Instagram. It is at Create Honesty, all one word, Create Honesty, um, and then createhonesty.com. I mean, you can find me on any of those, and it's pretty straightforward, or just Google Create Honesty, and you'll probably Love find that. me, too. So, so Michelle Mercier? Yeah. Yeah, Create Honesty, that's how you can reach her? Um, or M. Mercier, rather. If Wait. You're, if you're emailing me... It yeah, is yeah. M Mercier. M at Mercier create at createhonesty.com. Yep, yep. Awesome. And and I think she creates a lot more than honesty. I, I think tried. you create doing my bit. awesomeness, yeah. you create Thank coolness, you. you create smarter oh. people around you, you create so. good vibes, you created a great episode of my yeah, podcast. No, this was really Thank fun. You. Thank you. This was really great. You made it fun. <laughs> cool. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Folks, you've been listening to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show with Michelle Mercier of Create Honesty and appreciate all you guys for listening and we will talk to you again soon.